Camera rolling. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Better Mondays. Thanks for joining us today. My name is John Mitchell. I will be your fearless host, um, or at least I'll pretend I'm fearless throughout this thing. Uh, I got lots of exciting things um, to share with you. Fortunately, not just from me, um, but from my friends all over the accounting industry, all over all over anywhere where there's people who work for a living. Um, that pretty much covers it, doesn't it? All over the place. People are putting in their time, they're doing their work, um, and our goal here at Better Mondays is just to give some practical thoughts, some practical ideas from real-life humans doing work on a daily basis about how to make this more than just a job. The idea of Better Mondays is that, you know, we give 30% of our life on average. Gallup polls and all of their research say that around 30% of our life um, will be working. Now just take that in for a minute. 30% of your life is working. All right, so then you got another 70% to do something, right? Well, here's the bad news. 25% of that 70% is thinking or worrying about, guess what? Working. So I'm not a math guy. I'm talking to a lot of accountants out there and a lot of people who probably are, but I know that's more than half of your life you're going to spend doing this thing. And you have a choice. You've known it since you were little. You've had a choice. I can take half of my life and choose to just make enough money to make the other half make sense. Or you've seen it. Maybe you've had a job like this. Maybe you have one now at times. Maybe you've never really had a job, but you've seen people who have, who feel like they're actually living and working at the same time. <laughs> like somehow they've, they've figured out how to make the other 50% of their life more than a paycheck. So here's what we believe at Better Mondays. We believe that it's not magic. It's not luck um, that people find this in their lives and that there are practical ways of actually taking the, the time that you spend at work and adding it to your life instead of just using it as a way to get to the weekends. Um, so here's what you can expect with better Mondays. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to hear stories. I'm a storyteller. Um, in a lot of different ways. I actually, my background is in preaching. I no longer preach, but, um, well, at least I no longer preach in a church. Um, listen to this podcast. You may disagree with me, but, um, I, I still have this passion for helping people get from where they are right now to something that they think they want to be, whether it's a different kind of life, a different kind of attitude, a different kind of, of way of seeing things, whatever it is, being able to help them and inspire them to practically think about ways of improving themselves. And so that's where my passion comes from. And I don't think that there's any better way to inspire people than with real life stories. So you're going to hear stories from my own life. You're going to hear stories from um, people out in workland. I don't know what else to call it, but you know what it feels like when you're driving on the way to work, you know, when you're on your way um, to work in the morning and you pull up to a stoplight and you look to your left and there's somebody on their way to work looking like a zombie and you look to the right and there's somebody on their way to work looking, to, looking like a zombie and you feel like, what are we all doing here? Well, we're doing something really specific. We're, we're doing something that our, our forefathers did 
and their forefathers did. We're maybe doing it in a different way, but if we're not careful, we just follow the herd. And part of what you're going to hear is um, people who feel like you do. And sometimes if you can't fix it, it's good just to, to know you're not alone. Um, but then we're also going to, to come up with real practical ideas based on the stories that we hear, based on the ideas that we're getting from real life people working every day. Um, we're going to take one good idea that helps them get some perspective on, on the relationship between their work and their life. And then I'm going to bring you one good resource, something that's already out there helping people, whether it's a website, whether it's a book, whatever it is. We're, so you're going to hear a story from somebody. You're going to hear a practical idea from the way they deal with work in their life. And then you're going to hear one single tool, something you could use today. And here's the hope that you will take this back into your own hands. If you're like me at times in my life, and I'm not there right now, but boy, there are times in my life where I have felt as though my life is just happening to me. Like someone else is actually pulling the strings in my life. And the choices that I made were a long time ago, and now other people make my choices. And I just follow my Google Calendar through the day. And, and really the goal of this podcast is to give you a deep breath. It's to give you an opportunity to, to stop for a minute, to take your choices back, to take 50% of your life back. So you're going to hear stories. You're going to hear some ideas. I'm going to end each of these episodes with what I've just been calling the may use. This isn't my idea, but um, churches have been doing this for a long time, and a lot of people I respect um, speak this way. But I, I, the idea of a may you is a sentence that starts with may you. And the reason I love them is because they put the ball back in your court. First and foremost, when it comes to loving your job, it's accepting the fact that it's your life and first and foremost, your responsibility to love your life. So when you start a sentence with may you, when I can start a sentence at the end of this with may you, I'm putting the ball back in your court. And first and foremost, that's what we wanna do. We wanna take control of the things that are controlling our lives. Um, so I'm excited to get the chance to do that today. I won't do this always, but I do want to let you know you can listen and, and partake in this show in a lot of different ways. Um, you can think of it as a podcast if you'd like to. Um, it'll be an Apple podcast, Spotify, etc. wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. Um, we'll try to make it available for you there. Um, YouTube. So we're actually shooting this on video here in the Better Mondays studio, um, part of RootWorks. RootWorks is a membership organization for accounting firms, but we're all also just about anybody who has a job um, and anybody who is trying to figure out the relationship between their life and their work. And so we're recording here at the RootWorks Studios um, and we'll be available on YouTube as well as bettermondayspod.com, places where you can just engage with us. In the long run, we hope to create some, some conversation around each of these episodes and hopefully a community of people and a repository for me to call people out um, and to, to ask if you'd like to be a part of this to tell your story um, and, and any of the, the wins that you have when it comes to work and life. So every episode we'll do um, a little bit of an introduction like this. I'll introduce you to a friend of mine or somebody new, maybe some, one of you who are listening to this or watching this today, um, who would be interested in just saying, hey, here's, here's a little bit of my work life and some things that I do to have better Mondays um, and to think of my life and work as synonymous instead of sort of against each other. 
And so today, my very first guest, um, I got to speak with her and interview her um, a little bit ago. What I'm going to do is interview people and then think through it, go through all of their advice, and then aggregate it for you um, in, in a, a closing um, part of each of these episodes where I'll give you those, those may use and a couple of thoughts based on the interview. So my very first interview um, is Lindsay Malcolm. And the reason I asked Lindsay to be the first of our our guests on Better Mondays is for a few reasons. One, she's an incredibly interesting person and a great human. Um, and she has a, a great story about work and the evolution of going from sort of that zombie work to um, work that's a part of her life. Um, but the other reason is that she is heavy behind the scenes helping me pull together Better Mondays. Um, we all care deeply about the human beings behind um, the work that is going on in America right now and about helping them consolidate the, the time they spend at work with the time that they live their lives and not think of them as two separate things. So Lindsay is a part deeply of this show as well as Jeff. Jeff's behind the camera, behind the microphone, um, always in the background, but forever a major part of what we're doing at Better Mondays. You'll hear me reference him a couple times, but Jeff and, and Lindsay especially, and of course all my friends here at RootWorks, just trying to give um, accounting firms a way to to make improvement inside their firm on a regular basis. But today I want to introduce you to Lindsay. Lindsay is part of the RootWorks team um, and part of the Better Mondays show. And she's going to give you just a little perspective on her life and her job that kind of make her felt like a zombie for a while. Check this out. Hey, I'm excited to welcome our first guest on Better Mondays, my good friend, Lindsay Malcolm. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good, John. I'm so happy to be here. So excited. <laughs> Lindsay's in Michigan. We work together a lot. We thought since this is the first episode, um, we would we kind of keep it safe with a good friend and um, we can go through the technical stuff together. And Lindsay and I get a chance to work together on a regular basis. Um, Lindsay's in Michigan. Um, she is the education services director at RootWorks. We both work. Um, to, or, Trainer. She is the, Yeah. Lindsay is the education <laughs> services trainer, which uh, the funny thing is director, trainer, none of it really explains what you do. Um, what you really are is just a really good human being. Um, and I'm excited to get a chance to, to talk to you today, to introduce you to our audience. The thing about this is Lindsay and I have been working through this um, for a long time. The Better Mondays podcast is a labor of love for us. And um, we are excited to kind of work on this together. And it's perfect that you're the first guest. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm yeah. so happy about it. So I, I was, I was telling you just a little bit earlier and I, I, I'm so excited about watching my kids grow up, um, and learn about work and learn about how to get, how to get perspective on the day in day out routines in their life and how to make it a part of their life. Last night I was on the way home from baseball with Reese. He just loves baseball and he had a great night, but the baseball field is close to the school. And we were passing the roundabout that we normally take to the school. And he just did this like familiar <sighs> when he's, when we went around the roundabout and I was like, like a grown up would do, you know, when they have to go to work the next day. And I said, buddy, what was that? And he goes, well, I was just looking at the school and I, that's where I go to have a soulless body and go from class to class. I was like, what? <laughs> he's 12 years old. And he has this feeling that on Monday through Friday, sometimes it, He's just a zombie. And that's part of why we're creating this, this opportunity for people is to share 
in in some of that together and to share ideas for how to get perspective on that. So, I mean, you obviously love your job now at RootWorks. Um, I'm sure it's on and off, just like all jobs. But tell me a little bit about a time in your life, um, and you can get as personal as you want to get, but a time in your life where maybe you had that same feeling Reese had, where you were going around the roundabout and went, about work. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, as you were talking about that, it's so funny because when I think about a time in my life when I dreaded going to work, and it was for a multitude of reasons, but I was a teacher for 10 years and I was a middle school teacher. I loved being a teacher for seven of the 10 years. Loved it. (laughs) But as things never really evolved into, I think, what I thought that they would be as far as being able to grow and explore and, you know, be creative as a teacher. Things just kind of changed. And middle school's tough. Um, Reese knows. (laughs) (laughs) He does. But, you know, He's not the only soulless body walking around the hallways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he's like that because he has teachers who feel the same way and they need to get out of that, right? Yeah. But I was, I was too young, John, to realize, uh, when it was happening, I think I, it was my first career. It was what I had started right out of college and, you know, it was just, things just were, it was tough. It was Mm. tough. It was the same thing day in and day out. I don't like getting up early and I had to get (laughs) up at like five o'clock in the morning. Um, You know, and I also didn't like being restrained by bells. Um, Mm. You know, I just, I felt like I was just kind of, my creativity was just being dwindled. Mm. And that's not to say that the teaching profession has to be that way, right? I mean, this can go in a whole many directions, but that's how I felt. Um, I think teachers are heroes. Yeah. Uh, there are times that I feel like I like almost kind of failed at that part of my life because uh-huh. I got, but then I think about why I did and mm. I, I just wasn't a good teacher anymore. So, um, I dreaded that. I dreaded waking up at five o'clock in the morning on a Monday. I dreaded having to be told I can go to the bathroom or eat lunch when a bell rings. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I dreaded not enjoying the people that I worked with. Um, Mm. It's tough. Teaching is tough. It's like, hey, does everybody like middle school? Well, if you don't like middle school, you're probably not going to like being a middle school teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Some people really do, I think. (laughs) I loved it. And I I loved being in middle school Mm -hmm. for three years. (laughs) So I think, you know, it just, it took, it took a toll. So, you know, knowing that I think this is a shared experience. This is a common thing. Um, and part of why we're doing this is is to remind people that, man, you don't have to spend your whole life dreading um, yeah. and, and thinking about working that way. And so tell me about the antithesis, the, you know, the time in your life where you felt like life and work coexisted better. <laughs> And maybe now, maybe sometime where you just realize that this is part of my life instead of just something that I do to get to the weekend. Yeah. So it is now for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting that I have found a job where I don't have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning if I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that's a bonus. But I have found a job where I, um, 
get to connect with people and I get to still teach. Mm. Um, I love giving information, whether it's to coworkers, um, whether it's to our members, it, it's so fun for me to deliver information and see light bulbs go on. Yeah. Um, and so I'm there right now and I don't, I guess I just happened to stumble upon it. And I remember, John, you telling me the first time that we ever met on Zoom hmm. um, that I was going to drink the Kool-Aid at Rootworks and just wait. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like that, okay. And it happened. And hmm. um, I found a place where it's not just work, it's life and work. And I tell my husband about things that go on and he knows every single person at Rootworks without ever having to meet them. <laughs> Cause I talk That's about awesome. everybody. Um, so I, it, yeah, it's now. Wow. So think about the, the difference between when you were teaching and what you're doing now at Rootworks. You know, it, it's not always about just changing jobs. Um, sometimes it's about your own posture, your own habits. Um, part of why we, we want to do this show is for people to, to learn from each other. Hey, there was one idea that Lindsay had. Maybe I should try that. And it will change my attitude, my posture towards work. Can you think of one idea, one habit, one thing that, that maybe you do now um, that you didn't do then that, that kind of brings you to that perspective besides sleep in past 530? <laughs> that is number one. Um <laughs> You know, so I do, I do want to say that leaving my job, though it was necessary for me to find where I am right now and getting so lucky to have been, have found Rootworks and welcomed in by Rootworks and had Rootworks take a chance on a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But leaving my job was not what helped um figuring out how to live every day when i'm at work at rootworks was what helped and so because i am i'm working with such amazing people and because i um am in a position that i really love and i've been able to be creative and i have freedom to say things that i think will help or that I think may not be such a great idea. Um, that that's that's where I am now. And looking back, I think I'm here because I didn't make connections when I was teaching. Hmm. I didn't think that I had creativity. I didn't think I was allowed to to speak what I was thinking. Sure, I was I was given a lot of um, administrative responsibilities and I was leading teams, but I still didn't feel connected. Hmm. And that is one thing that I have really found makes all the difference is a connection, making connections with people, whether it's you and I talking, you know, right now, whether it's. Um, I am messaging, you know, a funny meme that I saw last night to my girls group on our team. Um, you know, whether it's filling in Sean about something funny that happened with my cat because he knows my cat. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's dumb little things, but it makes all the difference. And 
I didn't do that before. I mm. kept in my little bubble. You know, I had a couple of my friends and I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I walked into the building. I taught, loved my kids, walked out of the building. Mm. And that, that, that wasn't, it wasn't a way to work and live together. It yeah. was, a, I, I drew a line in the sand. So making connections any way possible. That's awesome. That's so funny. I was thinking about, so this, I dropped Reese off this morning at, at school. And we went around that same roundabout and I laughed at about his comment last night and he just kind of did it again. He's kind of looking at the floor, you know, and we get in this long line and we get in the long line to drop him off and I'm trying to get him pumped up for the day. I'm thinking I'm doing this podcast. Like I don't want my son to be a soulless body. That's why we're doing this, you know, and I feel like I'm failing my own son. And I tried everything. I tried to make him laugh. I tried all these things. He opens the door, and just as he opens the door, three of his buddies walk by, and his entire demeanor changed. And he sprinted, didn't even say goodbye to me, and (laughs) skipped into the school laughing with these guys. And, uh, And that's the answer. It's human beings. And I know, I know there are people that may not love the people they work with. Um, And the truth is, that's just part of life. You don't always. But when you choose the posture of connecting with people, whether you like them or not, it's better for you. It is part of what makes work and life work together right. Um, Sure, yeah. That's awesome. And you know, there's, it's, when you say you don't have to like everybody, right? Of course, not everybody likes everybody. But I have found that, I've made a switch in my brain with that connection. And if I feel like, you know, I'm that person might not really be somebody I would like normally be comfortable having a one-on-one zoom call with, or I'm not really sure, you know, it doesn't really seem like our personalities fit. I have made a conscious effort to connect with them because if I, if I do that, I'm breaking out of that, that the chains that kind of hold my brain, you know, in Mm. my own bubble. And I, it's really, um, it's hard. It's sometimes really uncomfortable, but when you do it, you feel good when it's over. So, yeah. hey, and even if you don't love the person after it, you still, you still made that connection. It's awesome. I think about you, you know, you're remote there in Michigan. I, I've, I've only been physically with you a couple times. Um, you know, high-fived you a couple times and you've been out to my house on the, uh, at the cabin, yes. but, um, but very most of our life and work together is this, you know, it's over, mm-hmm. um, over a computer. So how do you stay connected? I mean, how do you be intentional like that? I know you've got a, a Friday habit with the girls. Um, yes. But how do you oh, talk about that a little bit? It's one of the best. So um, Anna on our team came up. So right before I started at RootWorks, the girls started this. And there's four girls aside from me at the time three girls aside from me at the time (laughs) on our team. And Hannah's like, Hey, Friday mornings, like let's have coffee together. So my first week at RootWorks on Friday morning at eight 30, I'm like, Oh, I have a meeting with the girls. Like, okay. I wonder what it's about. Nope. We're just having coffee and it's girls chat. And Amy's kids come in and we Uh get to see them and they talk about karate and then Leah's telling us about a trip and, you know, my husband's popping his head in and, you know, Anna is the one that organized this entire thing and it's so powerful. Hmm. Um, There are days that 
maybe one of us isn't on for the first 10 minutes, but we always are there to say hi and connect. And it's, it's super cool. It's, um, it's something that we hold near and dear and we don't let very, don't let the boys in from our team. We don't want to, you know, discriminate with gender, but it's our girls time and it's just, it's really important. Um, and I think when, um, we, so we have a new couple new team members Yeah. and, um, so one of them happens to be another girl that's, that has joined the girls chat. And Christine has said, like, this is the best time of the week. It's the best time. Like, we met our daughter already. I mean, things. So that connection, right? And you, I'm not best friends with all of them. They're not best friends with me. We have our lives and separate things. and But that time is really, really important. Well, Lindsay, one of my favorite quotes um, is Steve Jobs saying, I want to make a dent in the universe. And I think about you and your work here and your just your friendship. And I think about the dent you've made in RootWorks and in my life, and you have made an impact. And that comes from, from choosing to make your work and your life connect. And, um, I'm thankful for that. And I'm so glad you are our first guest you made it so much easier. Thank you. Yeah. No kidding. Right. <laughs> I, John, thank you so much. I, it, there are no words to describe how, um, lucky I feel and, I drank the Kool-Aid and I pinch myself every day and it's awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to spread the love. We're going to make sure everybody feels that way or has the opportunity to with this yes. show. So thanks again, yes. Lens. We'll see you soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, John. Oh, I had a good time talking with Lindsay. I hope you enjoyed listening to her story and getting to know her just a little bit. Um, man, have you ever been um, just with someone and you kind of, maybe you kind of have an out-of-body experience, experience for a minute when you're talking to them and you just think, huh? How do they get to this this sort of a layer of um, just optimism and and interest in life? Um, Lindsay's one of those people for me who, whether she's good at faking it or whether she just has figured something out, she seems to bring energy um, wherever she goes. Every Zoom call I'm on with her. She lives in Michigan. I live in Bloomington, Indiana. So we don't see each other very often in real life, but I see her, I don't know, two, three times a week, at least on Zoom calls. And every time her face pops up, there's something that changes in the call. Um, There's a sense of optimism, a sense of um, just clarity about who she is. And, And again, maybe she's good at faking it sometimes, but I can tell you that Lindsay has, has definitely made an impression on me, um, that I, I would love to be that kind of person. And I hope I am at times. And I'm sure that at other times I'm, I'm actually the darkness on the zoom call. You know what I mean? The person who's grumpy and tired, um, maybe stressed and brings the zoom call down a little bit or the meeting down a little bit. And, you know, it got me thinking about just what I do with work, how I go to work every day. Um, and just what kind of perspective I have. And I I don't know if you're like me, I wake up in the morning and if I'm not careful, if I'm not intentional, the very first thing I do is worry about what's, what the day looks like. I go and check my calendar and, and it tells me what I'm doing today. And if I'm not careful, it will actually tell me what attitude I should have about my day based on who I'm meeting with and the stress that's in my life. And it reminds me of, of just, um, this game I played when I was a kid, um, 
Man, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, but I have not seen this game for a long time. It's Hungry Hungry Hippos. I don't even know if they still have this game. Um, my kids have been old enough for a while that they wouldn't have um, had it for a long time. But Hungry Hungry Hippos was this game where it's like a circular board, and these hippos would come out, and their the hippopotamuses' mouths would come out, and they would grab these little white marbles, and they would grab them on the board and suck them in. And they would suck them into a little hole, and you had, I think, four players could play. And the goal was you start with 20 or so marbles and when all the marbles are gone the game is over and you count the marbles and whichever hippo got the most marbles won the game and I think of this game a lot I know it sounds stupid but here's why I think of it because I think if I wake up in the morning and and let my calendar start my day if I my very first thought is just surviving the day then I'm like these hungry hungry hippos where my mouth is open and I'm just trying to get whatever I can get today. I'm just, I'm more about sucking in as many marbles as I can get today, make as much money, get as much accolades, get the raise, whatever it is. And I become this hungry, hungry hippo. And at the end of the game, whatever that means, all I have to show is a bunch of marbles. And I I've realized when I am not intentional about my day, when I get up and I just let my day happen, I become a hungry, hungry hippo. I just go reaching for whatever I can get. And in the end, there comes this sense of um, loneliness in that. Um, regret, I think at times, at the end of the day or the end of the week, or end of the month, end of the year, potentially retirement. If it's only about grabbing as many marbles as you can get, you know, I, I, I used to do a lot of funerals, a lot of weddings um, when I was in ministry. And I used to get an incredible privilege as well as I have a lot of bad memories. <laughs> but I would be asked to be with someone when they were passing away in the hospital or when they were on their kind of like as sick as they've ever been in their lives. And I, there is one thing that I remember always seeing in common, and that was a sense that the, the things in life the white marbles on the Hungry Hungry Hippo board matter so little at that point. You know, especially if if they're passing away, the thought of them saying, you know, would would you bring the Corvette in? I'd like to say goodbye. It's just ridiculous. Nobody does that. What they do is they say, would would you call my brother? I'd like to kind of bury the hatchet on some problems that we had in our life. Would you gather the people around me? And And when I stop to think about it for a minute, when I really get perspective on a Monday morning, I remember that in the end, whatever I can collect is not the point. It's about the human beings that I'm around. And man, I am telling you, when I can do that, when I can start my day with perspective and think about the humans that represent the appointments I have today and go into those meetings and go into the office with a different outlook, I'm promising you it actually makes a difference in my life and in my enjoyment, in my stress. And it's what Lindsay said to us today. She said the big difference for her is connection. It's, it's taking a moment to see the human beings inside of your firm, inside of your office, maybe the clients that you're working with. And I know that some of you may feel like it's a little touchy-feely. Some of you may feel like um, it's a little bit of an eye roll to, to think about the human beings before you think about the work. But just try it. It's, the, it's sort of the tip for the day. 
it's the thing for the day that I take from my interview with Lindsay and also my life. You know, it's been a couple weeks, um, week and a half or so since I did that interview with Lindsay and I've been working on this. Funny enough, I did not do it this morning and it showed, um, and, uh, my, my kids know it. My dog knows it. If I start the morning, letting Google run my life instead of this perspective that people matter more, I, uh, Man, even my dog cowers in the corner when I walk in the room. Um, And I'm telling you, this is a big difference in your life. There is this concept throughout human history. It's the paradox of giving. And um, it's something that when I was a kid, my parents told me, and I thought it was just about faith or religion or the right thing to do in life. But the paradox of giving is this human... Um, understanding that when we get up with a posture that we can use the day to give something instead of just collect stuff, it does something real to us as people. And if you haven't tried it or if you you think of this as um, sort of a touchy-feely idea, I'm I'm just telling you, just try it. When you give something, Instead of just being about getting something, it changes your posture towards everything you're doing that day and that moment. And it creates this sense of perspective on whatever you're doing. So if you're listening to this today, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care what you're doing for a living. I don't know how you make your job, your life, and your money. But when you choose the paradox of giving, when you choose to not be just another hungry, hungry hippo, <laughs> on the board, sucking in marbles, but instead to figure out what you can contribute to a conversation, how you can make connection to maybe other people who feel disconnected, then, then it brings something back to you that doesn't make sense until you do it. And so that's a challenge for you. Our, our big takeaway from Lindsay, I think, is that we need to be connected. And that's the way she said it. But when I think about Lindsay, I think about her starting her um, calls and her conversations with me by giving. She wants to know how things are in my life. She wants to, she wants to connect with me um, on a human-to-human level. And I'm just saying, what would it look like if you went into work today? And you intentionally connected with someone. You got out of yourself for a minute. Maybe you, um, maybe it's awkward. Maybe you're grumpy, whatever it is. You just, you got out of yourself for a minute and you just said, I am going to intentionally connect with this person today. I'm going to ask them about something they care about. You don't have to care about it. I'm going to invite them to go to lunch with me. That might be a step down the road sometime, but find a way to step out of yourself and to, to make connection and see if that works for you today. The thing about this podcast is we're going to throw a whole bunch of ideas out there. One every episode. An idea that um, maybe you hadn't thought of before. An idea that maybe you have tried and you haven't tried it for a while. And maybe an idea that you would think of as kind of hokey or cheesy, but you haven't tried it. I'm, I'm going to ask you to try it. Just try it. Find one opportunity this week. And then my tool of the week this week, my habit um, tip of the week you know, we're trying to create a habit of this. I, I think about the health of um, the way I see my job, and I think of it like the way I, I think of my physical health, that I need to create habits, um, that I can't just, you know, put a Band-Aid on this um, and, and do an idea for a week and then forget about it. It has to become a habit in my life. So one of the things that's helped me is there's an incredible 
um, just a repertoire of uh, resources out on the web. Um, one that I'd like to highlight today is this website called gratefulness.org. Um, I promise I don't even know any, anybody over there. So I, I'm not getting any kickbacks from them. No relationship over there. All I know is um, they, there is some, some religious um, connotation to some of the things that they do. But the truth is they just have these tips to make me remember how grateful I should be. Um, and that's been a great way to start my day and to get me thinking more about the people in my life than the stuff. So, man, I, I can't thank you enough for being um, here for our first episode. We would love to give you a chance um, to try this stuff out. We want this to be as practical as possible. We want to give you a shot in the arm, whether it's a Sunday night um, that you listen to this or a Thursday afternoon or whenever it is, that your Mondays could be better because of something you heard here. Um, so I'm going to end today with the may use, um, and I'm going to start with the idea of taking taking responsibility on your own. Would you, may you, have the guts to take responsibility for your own happiness? May you be proactive in creating one small way of connecting with the humans you work with. May you choose today, like Lindsay said, like we talked about, to make a dent in the universe. And may you choose to not be on the Hungry Hungry Hippos board today. Friends, thanks for being here. Look forward to next time. Until then, have a great Monday.